Hey everybody, Robert with RC Archery, and you're listening to Archery Vision Podcast number six. So on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about what to do when you're having a bad day with your archery shooting, and just kind of some ideas that I have as far as coming out of it, maybe what to focus on during, you know, what's happening. I mean, maybe it's a practice round and you can kind of get to a good stopping point and walk away. Maybe it's a tournament round, you can't really walk away and you gotta struggle through it. So I'm gonna give some couple takeaways and some ideas on what I do personally and what seems to help me. Before we get started with that today, I actually wanna go over some new uh, updates, some information, things that are going on right now. And one of them is the raffle. So if you haven't seen it already on my Instagram channel, I just uh, did the first raffle on RC Archery and it was um, raffling off for your choice of a True Fire Synapse release, a set of Rogue Bowstrings, Hamsky Archery uh, Rest, either the Target or the Hunter Micro Adjust models. Um, and then there was, gosh, there was something else on there too, but Value-wise, they were around 150 to 200 dollars on the value, and I mean, entry fee was 15 bucks. So, <laughs> if you won and you know got one of those products, then you got a heck of a bargain. Obviously, paying you know you paid 15 bucks for 150 to 200 dollars worth of stuff. So it's a pretty cool deal. I want to do more of these. It's a way for me to be able to kind of give back to everybody that follows me and has kind of gone through this journey with me and it's just a way for me to say, you know, hey, let me let me get this product to you for a small amount of money. And it doesn't even have to be, I mean, obviously products for me. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, with what I was doing on here, I mean, these are products that I'm gonna go to Lancaster Archery or the company directly, depending on who it was, I'm gonna purchase the product and I'm gonna ship it directly to you. So I think it's a pretty cool thing. I'm gonna do another raffle. So this, the new raffle will be live by the time you're listening to this podcast on my Instagram channel. And it's gonna be for knock-on releases. So the winner is gonna have their choice between the knock to it, the silverback mini, or the regular silverback. But if you choose the regular silverback, they're not in stock on John's website right now. So um, it could be a little bit longer before you got that one. And then um, the, the um, the the mini silverback rather is on his website right now it's ready to go so i mean anything between his release line right there those three or four releases if you win that's what you uh you know can choose from the entry on this one i'm going to do kind of similar to what i did before i'm going to try to get to 25 entries if i can get to 20 and it's just taking a while i'll cut it but at least to 25 and on this one what i'm going to change is everybody can enter twice on that first raffle I um, had several, I, I only did it for one entry and I had several people ask me if they can do more than one. So I'm gonna let you do twice. So up to two times, that gives you twice the chance of winning, gives you some different numbers. As you come in and, and as you're going through, I'm gonna assign the number to you so that it's there and then we can go through the generator um, at the end, the random number generator rather, and then it'll pick the winner. I do a live stream for that and I'll do the same thing for the next one as well. So pretty fun, pretty exciting. As soon as we get the raffle full, that's when I do the drawing. So I'm trying to do as many of these as possible to be able to help start giving back to you. And then the big one that I'm gonna have coming up at the end of the month is for a new bow. Now I'm gonna have a few different models for you to choose from. 
I'm actually going to go to my local archery dealership uh, in here in where I live. It's Alvarado Archery, and I'm going to do a video. It's going to go on my YouTube channel. I'll probably have a, a little bit of it maybe on Instagram. I may do, um, I may actually put it on the Instagram TV thing that they have going on. I haven't ever done one of those, but it allows you to do more than 60 seconds. So I might put it on there as well and let you see it. But I'm going to go into the dealership. I'm going to show you some different models. I'm going to do, I'm going to try to get somewhere between $1,000 and $1,500 as the budget for the bow. So somewhere in that range. So you're going to get one of the top end bows. You're going to get a good one. I'm going to have some hunting bows to choose from. I may do some target bows. The target bows were actually, if we, if we do that and somebody wins it and wants one, they're going to have to be ordered. So it takes a little bit longer to get those if we do it that way. But I have no problem allowing that to be an option if that's something you want. So maybe like a, a PSE, the, the Supra. Uh, focus that I have. I might do one of those as one of the target options. Um, they are a Matthews, PSE, Bowtech, and Hoyt dealer. So plenty of things to choose from. Try to get some good models there to look at and try to get uh, some options there for us to be able to do. And I think that one's going to be a really fun one. I'm going to allow multiple entries on that one and um, try to get a lot of entries on that one, probably around 50 or so. I think the idea behind what I'm doing right now is 50 total entries and give everybody like maybe three entries to go into it and um, it's gonna be a little bit more on the entry for that so generally on my standard drawings it's probably gonna be around 15 20 bucks something like that this one's gonna be a little bit higher um, this one's probably gonna have to be like a $50 raffle for one raffle entry but it's for a $1,000 to $1,500 bow so uh, higher price like that item and opportunity to win something like that a little bit higher raffle that way I can um, basically what I'm doing is taking the money from the raffle and going and purchasing the product for y'all and um, with this one it's kind of awesome to me because one I get to give back to my local archery range and my shop and two they're um, have experts expressed interest in wanting to try to have more kids programs there and I think that's awesome to try to get more children involved in archery and I mean, just last weekend, they had a birthday party for a child there that had multiple kids and had bows set up for him, let him shoot. I mean, it looked like a blast and looked like a lot of fun. And I think that's really cool. So me being able to do this alongside my archery shop and being able to, to pay them for the bow is you know going to help be able to give them some money to put back into what they're doing. So I think that'll be a really cool thing. And um, looking forward to hopefully doing you know, something like this every month, maybe even weekly on different items. I've even come up with uh, raffle ideas if we wanted to do like some targets, big boy archery targets, maybe some block range targets, some 3D targets, give away some of those. Um, I think that's all going to be really cool. So, you know, the sky's the limit on this really because, I mean, it's, it's just based on the participation that I'm getting from you and your feedback and telling me if you like this or not and just seeing how it goes so i think it'll be really awesome but uh i'll uh switch gears now let's get into the meat in the topic of this podcast and let me let me start it out and and the reason why i'm wanting to talk about this today is because i ran into the issue myself of just having a bad day of shooting and um just you know kind of thought about it and I was like, you know, I get a lot of questions for this and I think it'd be really fun to talk about it. And yeah, you know, I think there's a couple different goals that you need to look at whenever you're having a bad day with your shooting and it's really just 
you know, where is it at? Is it practice? And if it is practice, then there's a couple different things to look at. One is I like to try to end my practice sessions on a high note. And if I can do that, great. And if I can't, then I'm going to try to come away from it with the learning experience of what was wrong. I'm going to write some notes down. What did I see? What did I feel? That's a huge one. How did my follow through feel? Because that's kind of telling me what was going on with uh, my shot or where my breakdowns were, where my arrows were hitting down range and just try to get an idea of it. And um, I think that's first and foremost, kind of what I look at is, you know, just what's breaking down, what's making it a bad day. Am I overthinking things? I mean, that for me happens a lot. I'll overthink my aim on target. I'll try to, you know, really choke down and, and try to micromanage the aim on target. And that becomes a problem for me. And I know that I need to, um, you know, kind of refocus on what I'm doing there and look at it more of a standpoint of, you know, allowing the aim to be there and happen and almost studying my float. And I, I mean, hopefully you've seen that video, but if you haven't, if you go to my YouTube channel, it was one of the very first, you know, videos that I did. And it wasn't even like a Tuesday's tip of the week video. It was very first early on. I took camera. I wrapped it into the the riser of my bow and pointed it down my scope and I drew back on target and let you see firsthand kind of what my pin movement looked like and I talked through some different scenarios there's a follow-up video to that where it goes over draw links and some different areas and what it looks like with your float and to me getting kind of back to the basics is really me going back and studying my float and trying to find out you know what it looks like and, and being comfortable with that. And the more comfortable that I can get with my floats and, and the picture of what I'm seeing downrange, the more I can just let the shot happen. And my body is less tense. It's easier to get the release to go off. It's just all around, it's a lot easier. So, um, you know, for me, that that's a big breakdown. And this is something that probably this Friday, I've been planning out this podcast for a while. So probably this Friday when that podcast comes out, it's going to be all about the aiming side of it and how to let that subconscious aiming take over drills to do to help you with that. And um, just kind of overall, but just, you know, for me, that's, that's something that I look at a lot whenever I'm shooting personally is, you know, that that's kind of a breakdown that I have. But um, real quick too, just, you know, some other things is, you know, really just trying to, you know, like I said, end it on a good note. And the way that I do that is getting back to basics. And for me, getting back to basics means let's look at my shot process, my shot routine, and let's just start over. You know, if I'm having a bad day, I need to start over from ground zero and build it back up. And a lot of times if I do that, I mean, honestly, I can come out of it and it may not be 100% perfect. It may not be back to like what my good days or even maybe even my average days would be. But it gets it back to progressively better to where I feel better coming away from it and I don't feel so defeated when I get done so that my next you know, go round on my shooting, I wanna go into my next you know, segment, uh, the next time that I go to the range or whatever's coming up, I wanna go into that more positive and have you know, like a, a good mindset going into it where I know that I'm gonna do well and I know that I'm gonna shoot well and, and ending on that positive note kinda of helps you know, the next time around. But, Really just you know looking at your stance, making sure your feet and everything are set up the correct way. I look at my release hand, my bow hand, making sure that I'm not overly tense with it. Um, this actual shooting session that I just went through, I looked at, I was using kind of the wrong setup in muscles and, and biomechanics and 
didn't realize it and and it got that way because of the over aiming but really just lifting the bow arm up from my side letting it be a natural lift in a natural position where i'm not trying to get it too far out or overstretching or or trying to bring it back in and then utilizing the muscles in my back and in my neck and the tops of my shoulders and everything just to try to stabilize my shot and remembering that on your release hand side the muscles in that forearm and your bicep need to get as loose as possible without letting go of the release and obviously there's some tension there because it's muscle used to do it but if you can kind of di disconnect your arm from your back and your your shoulder and, and your neck and all those muscles in that area then you can get a lot smoother and a lot better shot and what i did was just allowed myself to hold on target I focused on utilizing my core and my back muscles to hold the bow up, create the tension that I needed in my shot with the, the tension between both my hands, like I've talked about in some of my other podcasts. And, and um, you know, that, that helped me and, and just focused on my float. And immediately saw my float actually improve. Things slowed down. The pattern got better. And I felt better on target. I wasn't fighting, feeling like it was wanting to drop low or go out high or, or whatever I was doing. It was just holding my body a lot better. And then from that point, I can really just focus on using my back muscles to bring my release arm back and pull the release away from the bow. And really what's happening for me with the hinge release is my hand, because my, my hand and my forearm is allowing it to be loose and it's not my focus of my attention, because that focus is on my back, my hand, the focus of holding the release is actually gonna go away a little bit because your body really kind of focuses hard focus on one area when you want it to. So if I'm focusing on contracting the muscles in my back on my release side and bringing that arm back, my hand becomes secondary focus, you know, if you wanna think of it like that. And it allows it to relax a little bit and allows that hinge to move. And that along with my release hand coming back helps me keep the tension in my system and keeps my float in a consistent manner. And I'm doing it slow. I'm not doing it as a fast movement because it's really just kind of a tightrope act is the way that I like to look at it is the relaxation on the hand has to be at the same time as the arm coming back. Or if you don't even want to think about it on the relaxation of the hand, you're kind of taking up that slack, but that arm moving back, if you do it slowly, you're not affecting your sight picture and your float down range. And I think that's a really big thing because if you start doing it too quickly, then you get jerky sight pictures or you're pulling the bow around and then that's when the bad things start happening. So very smooth movement. Once I start, I don't stop. You know, whatever I'm seeing down range on my sight picture, unless it just gets really erratic and then I know I need to let down. But movement's okay, it's gonna happen. And really just letting that subconscious take over and kind of align everything back up for me. But for me, I think that's the biggest key is just starting from the ground, you know, zero and working back through my shot process. And that's what I like to do. And, and if you don't have a shot process developed already, I've done some, I've talked about it in podcasts here recently. I've done some videos on my YouTube channel, some Tuesdays Tip of the Week, some Archery Vision episodes where I've talked about building a shot process. And I think that's really important, really big to go into and kind of look at, you know, what's important for you and try to to look at highlights of it and then break it down segment by segment if you're needing to focus on certain areas to get stronger in but you know again i think that's the the biggest and the best part of it but um yeah guys i mean that's that's probably it for today i mean i, I wanted to talk about that really quickly and just give you an idea on it 
and um, go over it real fast for you and just you know let you know kind of what I look at when I'm having a bad day and trying to get back. Uh, one more thing though, don't start changing things on the bow when you're having a bad day. That's a mistake that I made a lot um, early on and it was the bow didn't feel right so I'm instantly starting to change draw length or stabilizer weights or my release speed or something like that. If I have a setup that's working well in general and it's just a day that I go out there and I'm not shooting well, I'm not gonna you know, force myself to, to try to shoot well in one day and start changing everything because that really just, it gets you down a rabbit hole of, of things going wrong because you're adapting the bow and your release or your whatever you're doing to a bad day and then when you have your normal days, everything feels off again and you end up getting right back to where you started. So adjust on your good days. If you're holding well and you're doing well, but you think you could do a little bit better, that's the days that you want to start trying something. And, and don't be afraid to try things. Mark it down, take your measurements, you know, have a book to where you know where you're at and just, you know, if you get too far off, you can come back that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a bad thing to do. Don't adjust things on your bad day. Just try to, it's you. It's not the bow. It's not the equipment. It's you. Find out what's wrong and what's different in your setup and your system that day. And, you know, kind of got off topic and I forgot something on there on my list, but looking at it from a tournament standpoint on a day when you're having to shoot a tournament and things are going really badly, you can't get away from it. You can't step away because it's just a bad day and you don't want to imprint bad habits. So you just walk away, take a break, come back fresh, you know, later that day or the next day or whatever. If it's in a tournament and that's happening, you got to try to control your emotions. And that's hard to do, hard for all of us to do, me included. But I immediately, if I feel off or something bad's happening that day and it's continual, I, I have to start from the beginning and I start breaking things down from, you know, like what I talked about, building from the ground up and just trying to really just get back to basics. And then at that point, whatever happens that day happens. And you just shoot the best of your ability for that day. I mean, really, that's the mindset you need to go into any tournament with. Can't do anything that day that you can't do. Whatever happens is happening. So, um, you know, in a tournament standpoint, I think it's really huge to focus on resetting your shot and refocusing on your hold on target and what you can control and just, you know, being, you know, uh, a participant in your own experience that way by looking at the float and allowing the shot to happen. Don't rush. Don't get overwhelmed. Try to control those emotions and take a step back and just realize that it's one tournament, there's going to be more. So don't don't get discouraged. Don't think you got to do too much in one day, you know. Even if it's the big day. Uh, I mean, it's just one big day. You're going to have a lot more. <laughs> um, so try to look at it that way, guys. But yeah, appreciate it again. Um, check out the, the raffle. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's just RC Archery. Go find it on there. And I uh, appreciate your support spreading the word, sharing these podcasts, listening to them, giving me your feedback on them. Really enjoyed doing these and uh, would really like to keep doing them. So again, guys, thank you very much and uh, I'll talk to you soon.